thankfully I had these recorded podcasts that I could listen to. And as soon as I heard the person's voice and like one minute in, I would be like, ah, yes, I remember this conversation. Welcome to Revelations, the place where we communicate truth to power. I am Cole Johnson, and I am so glad you're able to join us. This next guest is proof that conversations takes you a long way, literally. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the 12-Minute Convos, Angel Jones. Angel is his name, And this is his revelation. It's a great pleasure to be here, Cole. Thanks for uh, opening the space to have a conversation that we can share with others that are willing to listen. I do appreciate you tremendously. And to everyone that's listening, hope you have fun. Cole's voice is amazing. Oh, wow. Well, well, thank you. And and you're hearing that from another amazing voice right there. Uh, So since you are a first-time guest, I normally greet my first-time guests with the segment called Open the Way. So open the ways, I thought about like two things immediately. I'm like, sometimes there are people that close off uh, themselves to the opportunity to achieve things and, and like open the way, like, come on, the door is there, like walk up and open the way. And then the second thing that popped across my mind is, wow, I never thought about doing that. Like I should let someone on my podcast open the way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so I'm Angel. Uh, uh, I'm in the Caribbean and I'm in Trinidad, uh, but it's twin islands. So it's Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, you take a boat ride or a plane, uh, just like you go up and then you come down with the plane uh, to Tobago. Uh, but yeah, it's Trinidad and Tobago. And uh, the the thing that's really highest on my level is my relationship with God, then my relationship with myself, then my wife and uh my children and then the friends right the friends that come with that now there's the family in the middle there the second family which is my parents mm-hmm. which are my parents and my wife's parents as well so yeah i think that's about it that's what sums me up i'm really focused on being balanced for the personal and the business side so i use some pillars for each for the personal side mental spiritual career physical, financial, personal, and family, and for the business, sales, administration, leadership, operation, marketing. Those are really the two sides of me. 
and uh and what i do mm. well just well all right for for those who are not in the know i have known this gentleman almost three years and when I, when he first burst upon my scene, I looked at this guy and I said, wow, <laughs> he has it all together. And there's a lot of nuggets I could take from him. So I, I'm three years on, I'm still in awe of how your platform has shaped and, and molded itself to become. And, and, and the, the energy that you have, that's what I draw from you more than anything. It's just, it's pleasant. It's, it's as if when, when we were younger and we would get these commercials about different Caribbean places, whether it is, you know, Bahamas, whether it is Jamaica or whether it is other places, uh, Antigua or even Trinidad and Tobago, you would get this wonderful, easygoing, loving vibe of the, of the people. And you typify that. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So. This easygoing feel, I love it. All right. Okay. But I want to know how easygoing you are. So, all right, you said Trinidad and Tobago is where you are in the Caribbean. Uh, are you still there now? I am. I am. I'm based here. Uh, thankfully, uh, the weather in America is okay. Uh, and in other <laughs> places, it's okay. But the Caribbean weather is great like uh, i felt the coolness you guys feel sometimes that is not natural that is, <laughs> that, that is not natural like going out in the sun uh even the heat you guys feel like, everything is so extreme like i went to arizona and uh, you know i was all prepared and uh they said no this heat is different and i was like come on how hot could it be i'm from the mm. caribbean and then mm. i went oh my went outside Oh my. So, but the Caribbean isn't like that though. I guess that has a lot to do with uh, the easygoing side, but island life does have that finish, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It does have that coconut tree and, uh, you know, life on the beach uh, feel. It's not been that way for me. However, however, the work ethic that I've seen uh, in North America, specifically mm-hmm. the US, yeah. is a lot. In some cases, a lot bigger than what uh, we do in the Caribbean, and it's it's again, it's something. It's a huge conversation where you can compare the both, uh, whether what works. But I like being easygoing, my friend. It it has helped me tremendously from being the guy that uh, that it's a high D and is attempting to get things done. Mm. Uh, this this format helps uh, balance me off some. Ah, okay balance hmm. a guy that i thought was already balanced he says okay this is a tool that's okay I'm writing that down myself all right <laughs> <laughs> all right so how would you describe your upbringing there so my upbringing was one where we had the extended family model and that again contributed to uh, my community, a building block that's in my DNA. So we grew up where my grandmother and uh, grandfather housed us, if you would, in the first level, right? So it's like, well, the ground level, right? So we're on the ground level, my father's parents, they're on top, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, attached, well, not attached, unattached, but just like a stone's throw away is my aunt. 
and then my other aunt. And this this is a yard, right? Like mm-hmm. the big yard, you know, you said the big yard. So this is the yard and uh, it's everyone is connected. There are no fences except for the outer fence. And there are many cousins. At any one time, six to eight cousins, uh, different ages. Oh my, the community block. Yes, in hindsight, that was built. At that time, it was another CEDO competition oh my competitiveness cricket mm-hmm. football what you guys call soccer right. oh my everything running playing catch everything was a high level of competition and uh, that is something that helped me now there's the the religious side of things as well mm-hmm. uh the christ the spiritual side as well that right. came out there uh, and again, if I'm touching on all of the pillars, mentally, we were confident. Uh, we had the support of each other. Spiritually, you had to go to church every Sunday. Even though I wanted to look at the cartoons, I have no idea why the best cartoons were on Sunday, right? <laughs> I, I, I need to talk to someone about that. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from the career perspective, we're being obedient, uh, being disciplined with how we did our schoolwork was important. Physically, exercise was just natural. We were always playing. Finances, well, that wasn't such of a big thing. Like We didn't understand our parents didn't have money to buy things. We were happy. We had everything we needed, right? Like. Mm. Who knew that uh, the Super Nintendo, which is back in our days, folks, right? Uh, Or the Nintendo was something you needed to have. Like, we didn't know about that until later on. Uh, From the family side, it was huge. Uh, And again, on the personal side, we all developed our own unique real strengths over time. That happened within that habitat, if you would. The host and creative director of 12 Minute Convos with Angel Jones. Angel Jones joining me on Revelations. And the insight you have is just mind blowing. Yeah, you definitely opened the way quite proper. And now we're going to segue to the next particular point in the conversation I call Bridge to Prosperity. And we talked before we got to the recorded part of the interview about music. So normally the Normally the correlation with the islands is reggae music. Now I'm not going to say that that's the only type of music you all listen to because I know better than that. So how important is music as a whole to you? Music is very important and it comes from both my parents. Uh, my father, I would give probably like a 40% of the equation, uh, giving my mother the other 60 So my father is the lover of listening to music and my mother is the lover of creating music. 
my mother is a gospel mm-hmm. singer. Uh, she is a worship leader in a local church in Trinidad. Uh, she's produced an album called It's Not Too Late. Uh, we, mm. I, my wife wrote 11 of the songs of the 12 that was produced. Uh, I co-produced that album. Uh, I'm not musically inclined to the point that I can play the guitar. If you play, if you say play this song and I can play it, but I can play the guitar where, uh, there's, there's like this vibe and I play my chords and then she sings. I've grown up hearing my mother sing. Uh, one of the most powerful songs to this day is, is to this day is Amazing Grace. Ooh, how sweet the song when it comes from my mother's mouth, right? And uh, having that, having that music, music resonates deep, deep down in my soul. I love music. I, I love, I love, I love music. Uh, music is my inspiration. Uh, music is, music is part of who we are. It's rhythm. Uh, we are rhythmic creatures. My children, mm-hmm are rhythmic creatures already. Now, there's a genre of music in Trinidad called soca. Uh, there's a guy called mm. Isaac Blackman. His father was named uh, as a sobriquet, Ras Shorty Eye. Ras Shorty Eye invented this type of combination uh, in Trinidad, the East Indian culture and the African culture combined uh, created this type of song, right? It's like, ch- it's a, it's a, it's called chutney, right? The Indian music, chutney. And it, right. it was combined mm-hmm. with, uh, calypso. And it, mm. <laughs> Rashoti, I created soca. And now the soca industry has taken off to represent what is known as carnival in Trinidad, which is one of the biggest celebrations. Uh, mm-hmm. that is known to mankind. Carnival <coughs> is now an industry in its own. I think Carnival has taken yeah. over from the oil industry in Trinidad, right? I'm joking. I'm joking, mm. right? So, But it is that mm. big. But music, uh, having that, having having that, like, like I met my wife and I remember going to the dance with her and Ahsoka was the thing, right? And to see that it provides maps, like data point maps, I believe, music. Uh, for my memory, the way my memory works is, yeah, I remember when that song was playing and it takes me immediately on my time machine to that point. Uh, I've found as well with other interviewees that it does that as well, right? Like the music they listen to. So I would say that. i say music is mm-hmm. very important to me, Cole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured that would be the case because, well, being on your show and I'll talk about your show and my enjoyment of being on it later. That is one of the questions you normally ask. And I came this close before I when when I was planning this interview of actually doing a segment called Right at Home, where I was going to do that particular segment with you. I'm going to do that the next time you're on this show. Yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> I'm going to do that next time, but I figure it was important to you because I uh, just the passion that you have. Uh, and, and you talked about, <laughs> uh, I guess people have said this about me. Uh, I, I, I have the ability to write music too, but 
I'm, I play at things instead of play it. Like piano is pretty much the, the instrument of choice outside of voice for me. So I can play at a song, like I can construct one, but if you were to tell me, yeah, uh, why don't you play Beethoven's fifth? I'd look at you <laughs> like you have a third eye on your head. So I'm assuming when you say you play the guitar and you get a feel of, of where, where the music is going, you're talking yeah, about definitely. that. Yeah, as well as uh, it's the yeah. communi- it's like an extension of yourself, right? So I'm feeling down mm-hmm. and out, like I'll go to the guitar and start strumming or picking at something that that just speaks to my soul. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's relieving as well. It's, it's, it's calming. Yeah. My favorite song when I was 12, mm. my friend, uh, do you want me to let you know that? Or let's do that for the next time. You climbed it to my brain, <laughs> but the one that I will do the next time, I'll probably do another age, but yes, on this show, why not? We're talking music. I might as well say it. Okay. At 12 years old, what was the song that made the most impact Helen on your life? Helen Beeler, Can You Reach My Friend? And uh, when you... Helen Baylor. Oh, my God. I haven't heard her in yeah. a minute. When you listen to wow. that song, it, it spells, you know, just the, the elements of the conversations I have. And uh, I was on a podcast recently, and uh, the guy asked the song, and... Uh, he put it in there it was really cool but the song is a very powerful song so that speaks again to uh, the power that i've found in building real relationships uh, can you reach my friend you're the only one that can i'm having conversations mm. i'm not the person to point people to god or a relationship with god like it's not it's not for me to do then unless it happens that way but can you reach my friend is definitely a cry i have for those who want a better relationship with god Uh, but yeah it's up to him right like please reach them man even that selection just makes just makes me understand how deep a person you are man (laughs) wow yeah that yeah I, I can go on and on about your selection but i won't because i don't want to ruin that beautiful beautiful wisdom you dropped <laughs> <laughs> the song and the reasons of why it is that's that that particular song that resonates with mm-hmm. you most at that age so what other genres of music do you listen to outside of gospel and reggae i like soca there's a new type of soca a modern soca that's happening uh it's really cool we went when we came to tennessee uh my friend uh jamie slingerland i introduced the song to him it's by a guy ah his name can't come to me now but my friend jamie has used that song in reference to podcasting <laughs> he's using it for everything mm-hmm. but uh soca yeah definitely it's called groovy soca it's it's all lyrical mm-hmm. uh i'll send you a snippet yeah so you can take a listen please do yeah, please I listen do to soca i love jazz as well just like you said um mm-hmm. i'm very open to all types of music i don't do much hip-hop again uh in my earlier years mm-hmm. i did a ton of hip-hop the Tupac yeah. the, wasn't too much into Biggie, but he was definitely right there in the circle, right? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, listen to all genres of music. I listen to a lot of meditative music now as well. 
um, like uh, those types of stuff that are built uh, on the uh, on different megahertz. So it resonates uh, mm. different with you. But yeah, I, I, like that is in the background a lot uh, more now while, while working, while um, even just doing things like, yeah, that is there. What other type of genre of music is there? Um, I listen to I listen to all like I listen to weird <laughs> things. Yeah, I just like put it on. Uh, the lyric content is important to me though. Like I don't like to hear much swearing. The children are there. It's just, it's just right. like, one of the things. It, it's something I'll quickly change because of my current situation. I, I never liked hearing swearing a lot, even though I sweared some in my life. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's not one of the things that turned me on in music. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, I've said a couple of profane words every now and then myself, one too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had, I had to curb that. So <laughs> I don't do that anymore. So I, I, I know what you're talking about. I fully know. Yeah, full respect to those that uh, decide to or choose to. It's just not my thing, you know, and uh, it's, yeah, it's just not one yeah. of my things. Yeah. Yeah. I figured it wasn't, and it's not mine either. So that, man, another reason why I respect you so much. Well, okay. Uh, Ah, all right. I'm trying to think what other question could I ask you <laughs> about this? Because I had one and it it it, it, slipped. it it slipped. It just went, it just sailed away. Uh oh, here it is. All right, so uh now, uh if you were relaxing, if you were if you had no care in the world, like you weren't in a time crunch, you could just relax. What would you be listening to now? It's hmm. a good question. There's so many options. Oh my! What would I put on? So in this, uh, there's this album by um, by Chronics. There's a guy called Chronics, right? And mm-hmm. there's a song that he has called Legend. Uh, yeah, and that's that's one of the songs that really resonates with me. Uh, it the story of the song explains. Um, if I had to paraphrase, it's like this young girl sees him and says, "Your face looks familiar," uh, and he says, "Well, I am a legend, but uh, many people don't know me. The thing that has made me a legend is the humble things I do." Uh, or the small things or what seems to be small things in the eyes of media houses like CNN, right? Or what BBC mm-hmm. in that he helps the poor. He, he's there helping, giving a helping hand to those that need it. So he says, mm-hmm. I'm a legend, but no one knows my name. Uh, that, that's one of the songs uh, most recently, uh, especially from the road trip that my wife introduced me to. That uh, that yeah, that's something I would relax and listen to and focus on. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. That's real nice. Entrepreneur and podcaster Angel Jones joining me on Revelations. Uh, 
man, I really am enjoying this. Uh, thus far, my mind has been expanded just by this conversation alone. Uh, but that seems to be the way every time I'm around you. So I'm not surprised. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got a good feel about you uh, in the two segments before this one. This segment, we're going to get to behind the purpose. And the thing that I have noticed, you, you mentioned a lot of pillars. You mentioned spirituality. You've mentioned music. You've mentioned family. You've mentioned entrepreneurship. So when did you get the itch to be an entrepreneur? My father grew us up working very hard. Oh, my. That guy should be sentenced. I'm joking. Yeah, he's my father. (laughs) (laughs) No, my father introduced us to entrepreneurship uh, at a very young age. So he had his day job, which was a uh, shift-oriented system, two seven-to-threes, two three-to-elevens, and two eleven-to-sevens in the night, right? Uh, He did that, but... My father always worked like he did the fabrication, he did the uh, tile work, he did, he worked as a taxi driver in the initial uh, beginning time phases when we were just born. My father was always on some type of hustle. He loved cars and uh, having the best car that he could afford. Uh, probably not afford, probably even a bit more. But because I guess afford would have fitted in his day job, uh, but getting more went with all the work he did as well, right? To have these things and maintain them. Uh, when we were probably around nine years old, we started going on jobs with him where we were the like the little assistants. So I have another brother mm-hmm. who's three years younger than me right so around 12 he started when i was 12 he started coming in right but this would be off school time so during the holidays we could go pick up some extra cash by working with him uh of course we're probably causing more problems than helping because (laughs) right (laughs) we're doing he's doing tiling but we're there right we're the little assistants and i think uh rachel rachel cruz says something uh, more is caught than taught uh, with children. And seeing my father uh, doing what he was doing, you know, talking with the owners of homes, I love that. Uh, I started my first business. I was uh, burning CDs. I was burning CDs and selling CDs. I had a compact presario. And folks, again, it's illegal. You shouldn't do it. Uh, but I was doing it, right? And that's the truth. So I was doing this. Mm. I had the first... Well, one of the guys that had a, a CD burner didn't know what it was when I did find out. I was like, wow, I was selling uh, CDs at the cost price in stores. Imagine that, a burned CD, right? Mm. Like a pirate right. CD, right? So that was my first business. Right. I'm not too proud of it because now I understand Oh, the pain that goes into producing an album and having someone just copy it. Oh my, it's not nice. But I did that. I yeah. made some money from that, uh, as well as I started repairing PCs. So I, mm. I was a PC technician and, uh, started doing that. And then 
I had my day job, right? That I, that where my father mm-hmm. actually worked uh, worked in a laboratory uh, for about about nineteen years, right? He worked as a lab tech uh, and uh, testing cement. But every time I was doing something else, I started a business, a pool hall, right, uh, for youth. Mm-hmm. I call the Upper Room Entertainment Center. The idea was in Trinidad, in Trinidad, everywhere was, everywhere that there were pool tables, it was associated with drinking and smoking. So the idea was Mm. we would create something where youth could chill out, even families, without the smoking and the alcohol. Ran that business for quite a bit. Uh, Went into events through that business as well. Uh, sold that business when I had my first son. And then I started buying and selling cars. Stopped doing that and started helping people learn how to manage their finances after I had a fallout with my finances um, where I was playing with debt. And the company I was working for went into strike action for three months you just mm. don't plan for three months, right? When you're having fun borrowing money. And the reality of that setting. Thankfully, I was able to get out through the help of the Dave Ramsey system and Rabbi Daniel Lapping and what he teaches. And then I wanted to teach mm. everyone how to get out of this, right? It's like, yeah, come on. Everyone needs to know this. So I started doing that. And um, the podcast came about somewhere in 2016 where uh, one of my goals was to really expand the audience, expand the people around me to be able to do business online more efficiently and more effectively built on the concept Zig Ziglar speaks about help enough other people get what they want and you will get what you want. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to help as many people. Let's see if this thing works. And I can say it, works it works oh yeah uh and being excuse me and and it does and and being the the sort that you are the gregarious sort that you are i see how it does work now you were mentioning other businesses I, i would like to know of any business that you created that wasn't such a good one it 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 well be, the business failed. I wouldn't say that you failed as an entrepreneur, but that business failed. But what business that you created that didn't work shaped the biggest lesson for you that you learned in the one that does work for you? Upper room. Uh, there was this, there's a friend that visited and I asked her what she, we call her the Oracle, right? She's like this woman that gets these, <laughs> these, these bouts of wisdom and you wonder, like she doesn't even remember telling me this when I tell her, she told me, right? That's how wise she is. She doesn't even remember it. But jokingly, I say that, but I'm saying that she, I asked her, what did she think of the business? This is after we've, we've sold it, right? And she said, I think right. Upper Room was a great idea, but it was before its time. Mm. That is something I've had experiences with that has taught me to be consistent with what I'm doing now because I'm usually ahead of my time 
if I do remain consistent Mm -hmm. with it, then the momentum that will be built will surpass those who just got into it, just caught onto it. So for those that have businesses or business ideas that are going out there and others are saying, why are you doing that? Like, that makes no sense. Uh, You're wasting your time. The lesson that I learned is that consistency is key. Another lesson that supports that, that roof, that's the roof for that is doing the thing that's core to your own unique real self. Uh, which connects to your own unique real story. Like look back, see what were the signs that showed your strength, that showed that this is something I love to do, that this is something that when done, people say, hey, thank you for that. Like I feel better now. Wow. That is the 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 concept of an entrepreneur, right? Creating something that gives the other individual this feeling, right? Of yeah, how was I living without that? Those mm-hmm. are the lessons that I learned from uh, doing the time in that business, and I'm so thankful for it. While I was in it, I wasn't thankful. Like uh, the brick and mortar style of business is not one I think I'll run into quickly again, unless there's the staff that supports it. But being the person that is opening the business and closing the business, that is a very challenging uh, work as an entrepreneur because you're always tied, anchored to, I could do so much more, but I need to do this. It's like being in a nine to five and wanting to be an entrepreneur at the same time. You're always anchored to what you need to do there. So that's what I'll say there. Um, I've learned that lesson that consistency is key and build your business around yours, your own unique real self. Yeah, that's a very important lesson to learn. (laughs) Very important lesson to learn. Give me just a moment. Take some water. Sorry, that was something that was interfering with the with the sound there. All right, I hear things like I hear really good. I think I heard like something backing up the reverse songs. Some, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, all right, let me let that pass. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, what is book cover deals? Book Cover Deals is a business that was created uh, most recently. It's support services that we're offering. We offer book cover deals, podedits.com. Book cover deals are makeovers for book covers. So one of the things I quickly saw while interviewing people and preparing for them, like some of the content that they'll talk about is absolutely wonderful. However, the way it's presented uh, didn't get communicated by the book cover design they had. And uh, in creating book covers for my wife, uh, we decided that we would create a service that's a bit more affordable than what happens on the higher end of book cover creations for the for the bookstores, right? That we see every day that we say, wow, that's a really cool book. So book cover deals is where we do makeovers for book covers. 
that can stand and be represented as, wow, that's great. And then you open it and the content lines up with it, which is on the author, right? Wow, that's great. That is what we do there. Mm. <laughs> that's an impressive service. Because uh, I saw that and I was like, wow, okay, I know, the, I know NGL for all these things, but I got to ask about this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, all support right. services are something right. we're getting into. Again, pod editor, well, we found that many people need their podcast edited as well as mm-hmm. they need uh, the push. So being the goal setter uh, and tested on that and doing that, my experiences have given me the opportunity now to help others uh, get into that uh, where we can flesh out what's required for the podcast, but more than anything else, get you started. So there's a podcast wave that's happening right now in the Caribbean as we speak in 2019. And I'm really excited because uh, many Mm. individuals are stepping forward and I'm helping them basically uh, tell their story again, being able to talk to the concept of okay, what are your own unique real strengths, right? Like, how how would you like to communicate that? And I'm exci- I'm excited, like, you can just hear my excitement go up right now, yeah. But I'm excited to see what that looks like because they're going to have to set some big, hairy, audacious goals, right, with their podcast. So, let's see where that goes as well. Host and creative director of 12 Minute Convos with Angel Jones. Angel Jones joins me on Revelations. All right, sir, you've opened the way. You have provided that bridge to your prosperity. You have told me things that are behind your purpose. But let's bring this wonderful man and the things you do to light. about podcasting I have to talk about your podcast that I know you for 12 minute convos or 12 men convos with Angel Jones how did that come about wow the 12 minute convo again my wife is to blame for that (laughs) (laughs) We were doing, I had the idea. So, as, so I'm working in uh, my company in, in the lab and there are all the guys around me and getting good content as valuable as the conversations were that they were having was challenging. Uh, when I was introduced to the concept of the podcast, I was plugged in. What was great about the podcast, listening as a, a, as a, as a consumer of content it was great that I could listen to them and listen to the podcast, right? So I was doing audio books and then went into podcast. And uh, I was listening to this guy, John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneur on Fire. Loved his content. 
I was intrigued by how I was buying stuff as well from listening to his conversation. Like I, I'm a, I, I was pretty, I'm still pretty frugal, right? And I'm just like, wow, you listen to this guy and an interview, and you're buying this. Oh, that's int- and you're using U.S. dollars to buy it, right? Like that's not the first currency in my country. Uh, so anyway, my wife, uh, we were able to get her first book off, which was Poems for You and Your Neighbor. Health Disorders Simplified. So we got that book released and we did the book launch and the push for book sales was challenging. So I was like, you need to do a podcast. You take the stories and you start sharing the conversations with professionals in the arena. So I queue this up. I'm practically dragging her along, right? Note to everyone. Don't force your wife, right? But I'm there. I'm, dra- <laughs> I'm dragging her, right? Along. And she's there, you know, and she's being great and supportive and she's interviewing these individuals. We reach probably up to episode six. And she says, Angel, I do not want to do this anymore. And I say, Okay, then. Because she says it with that tone, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says it. There's no push there. So right at that moment, I said, well, it's time for me to do my podcast. Now, the backstory to that is I did attempt to do a podcast. Uh, I listened to Dave Ramsey's podcast as well, which is his radio feed that he just dumps on uh, the podcast, right, mm-hmm. on iTunes. And I did a show where I started like, this is the Jonesy money show where debt is dumb and cash is king. Oh, no. <laughs> I listened to it and I just could not go further. I couldn't go. Re- I think it, it was more than, it was more than what's called the imposter syndrome because I was the imposter, right? <laughs> yeah. So I shoved that before then went into Amanda's stuff right and then I said you know what I'll do my podcast at this time I was doing these 12 minute conversations within a mastermind group that's done by Aaron Walker uh, in something called view from the top and everyone there is in the online space there's a guy from Poland there's uh, people from all over the United States but no one really speaks to each other one-to-one, right? Everyone's busy, they're entrepreneurs. And I come up with this idea and I put it to uh, Aaron and he's like, yeah, go for it. I'm like, could we set up a calendar and have conversations within people in the group? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it'll grow relationships. And when the get-together happens, well, it's like, you know the people already. He's like, yeah, go ahead, do it. And I start having conversations with uh, different types of individuals. And it's amazing. Like, they were like, wow, it was really good talking with you. So one day I went into my son's bedroom because I needed to get the questions. And I came up with these questions. It feels as though it was a gift from God. Mm. Cool. It, it really feels like that. Like, Again, again, we come full circle to being comfortable with the conversation with myself mm-hmm. because those questions were based on that concept. Like, what would the questions I would want to ask someone if I were in a conference and only had a few minutes? And how would I want that person to feel 
after answering those questions. Mm. And the 12-minute convo was, was born. I got some of the guys from that mastermind group to start off. And it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it was terrible. I would ask those questions. Uh, and it sounded like, uh, like so dry. Like, which of your talents is responsible for us connecting? Who did you learn that from? Like, I was attacking the person. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> but I learned a ton. And uh, the goal-setting part really set in where I thought that if Johnny Dumas had done so many conversations, it would be so great that if I did as many as he did, then I would capture that skill. So at that time, the statistics showed that at the end of 2016, he would be at 1,582, I believe, episodes, right? So my goal in 2016 was to have... 1,585 conversations in that year. I'll tell you, my friend, January to September, I had 76 conversations. And this speaks to the power of goal setting, folks, because, and never giving up. Because I was at an event call, and right at that event, felt like a lightning bolt hit, and it sounded like, you need to do what you said you were going to do. And I came back to Trinidad. I like to say came forward to Trinidad because it's such a beautiful place. I came forward to Trinidad <laughs> from Tennessee. Again, Tennessee, right? <laughs> I came forward from Tennessee, Cole, and I uh, started, and I started with this goal. Funny enough, that one of the guys in the group told me, hey, you should apply for a Guinness World Record when I told them the goal. Because now the goal was 1,509 conversations, being that I had 76 to make 1,585 in three months. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy when I say it out loud now. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, that's what you were a part of. That's where you would have received a communication from someone who heard it from someone, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, of this guy that wanted to create uh, this record, this Guinness World Record for this. I didn't get to 1,585. I got to 1,001. But the numbers are so amazing when you look back at what was happening at that time. It speaks to momentum. Yes, yes, it does speak to momentum. And yeah, shout out to Anthony Hayes. Uh, he was the one who put me in touch with you. Yeah, Podcast Discovery Center. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful guy, wonderful guy. Uh, he was the one who said, yeah, I think you would do well on his show and, and, and you would help him out in the process. I was like, okay, all right, well, I'll find out who this, uh, Engel. <laughs> yeah, many people like slaughtered my name <laughs> with that angle. Like, wow, I got, wow. And I didn't, I didn't matter to me, but yeah, my wife, my wife stepped in, you know, she's oh, of like, course. Hey, you need to address that. It's like, no, it's a a type of pronunciation. No, 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 no. 
Yeah, she's that person. She doesn't speak much, but when she does, you mm-hmm. better listen, right? She's oh, like, yeah. yeah, you need to address that. <laughs> like, she's like, what does your mother call you? It's like, Angel. Okay, then. And let them know. Mm-hmm. Let them know. Yeah, your name is Angel. Yeah. All right. Yes, dear. <laughs> yeah. Look, and look, I, I have a wife of my own, and I will say it on air. Yes, I know how that is. And she was right. <laughs> your wife was right. So I totally get that, too. I know how that is. I was like, oh, that's nothing. I'll let that go. No, no, that's important to you. You should, you should, you should call the, ta- no, the task on that. Oh, okay. No problem, yeah. babe. All right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I do too. But even though you didn't get the Guinness Book of World Records, still one over 1,000 recorded conversations in a 90 day span is an awesome achievement. It is. It is. All right. So you did that three years ago. Right. Looking back on it, how did you feel? My butt hurts. It was great. It was great. Uh, Then forward to 2017, I did 813. And then 2019, uh, the reason I'm giving the numbers, uh, that opened the way, pun intended, to that uh, trip where I was able Mm -hmm. to meet these individuals. uh, I feel great. I I feel great that the younger me has taken care of the older me. And in, there's, there's a ton of value. That's one of the takeaways that occurred on that trip where I would have to listen to the conversations uh, because I, I just, I'm not able to remember every conversation I had. Thankfully, I had these recorded podcasts that I could listen to. And as soon as I heard the person's voice and like one minute in, I would be like, ah, yes, I remember this conversation. Hmm. So the younger me, and another part as well was the way you just said that, hmm, that's something that happened as well. Like I would be listening. So usually I'm on drive time listening to these conversations uh, before I meet individuals. And the younger me would say, hmm, in the recording. And the older me would say, right before, Hmm. And then I'll hear the younger me say, hmm. (laughs) That was, that is where, you know, I I understood uh, the importance of doing what you can when you can, because it helps, again, that block we spoke about at the beginning of the conversation, the legacy model, not just for myself, uh, but for my generation, my children, children, children to come. You mentioned your connection with your love of and the importance of God and Jesus. So how important is following Jesus in your life? Well, that's one that, that's what I say. I'm a Jesus follower more than a religion, more than a type of faith. Uh, that's who I want to be a Jesus follower. Uh, I believe that Jesus is my best friend. Uh, he's been here 
every single day. Uh, one of the things that brought tears to my eye recently uh, was the concept of him not being here, Ooh. like not feeling that presence, not feeling. It's 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 a weird thing to sum up in words. It's 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 it's. I don't know if it's possible, but I can say it's very similar to the breeze, where you know that he's here and his presence surrounds me, and to not have that. Uh, really is saddening. Uh, so I don't want to think about that, but he's here and he's been a major part of everything you've seen me accomplish. Truly, the human is able to accomplish a lot, but time and time again, I can show you where he showed up in my life to allow me despite all of the principles I've shared, despite all of the strategies I've put in place, he makes it very clear that it's because of him. Yeah. Yeah. My, my wife loves to say this and I will give her credit for it because I think it's brilliant. She says, Jesus puts the super super on your natural. Hmm. And I I do too. I do too. And I see it all throughout, all throughout your platform. I see it in your conversation. I'm like, wow. Okay. I'm like, this is a nice guy. He is a wonderful guy, but I, I, I have the feeling, I have the feeling that, that, that the Trinity is walking with him. I just have that feeling, but I'm not sure, but I have that feeling. And I'm glad it's been confirmed because it, it, it makes total sense. It makes total sense as to what your platform is. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's it's really interesting to me again. Now, interesting, intriguing, and amazing. I love those words, right? And I use them. I use them spitefully. So, but it's really intriguing, Cole, uh, that the Son of God came to Earth, and He chose a time where He would walk. Hmm. Especially now when we see what technology is available. Like, I mean, come on, Jesus could have chosen to be now and just sit in a room and Zoom call, right? Like, how mm-hmm. have, have ministry through Zoom? Mm-hmm. But he chose a time, a dispensation of time, because God knows he's the all knowing, right? right? So he chose a dispensation of time where the action required to fulfill the message was the groundwork the walking and the who he walked with is so powerful because we judge people i've been guilty of it i have learned so much from now from then to now sorry of how much judgment i would put on someone but here's Jesus. Hey, fisherman. He's mm. rolling with the fisherman. Like, could you imagine mm. the choices he had? And then that opened me up to another thought. The thought of God creating man. And the Bible speaks about in the cool of the day, he would have a conversation with man. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, God could have telepathically had that conversation. He's doing everything that he did, and yet he would take the time to 
walk and have a conversation with man. How powerful is a conversation? I would say the power of a conversation is one of the most mandatory elements to our DNA, to who we are, to our spiritual DNA. And I've tested it. It works. that is all the time we have for revelations i like to thank my guest inchel jones entrepreneur uh content creator uh, and all around good guy and so the last segment is plug tuning shout out to de la soul and this is where i just lay out and let you tell the people where they can find you so how can anybody who wants to get in touch with you find you I think the best way is to just search Angel Jones, E-N-G-E-L Jones, and it will bring you directly to 12-Minute Convos. I've had so many conversations with so many people that my SEO is very, very good. So you just type Angel Jones, E-N-G-E-L Jones, you'll find me. Hmm. Well, there you have it. Entrepreneur, podcaster, and a Christian. The most important title <laughs> that he that he shares and he loves to share, Angel Jones. Angel, this was a pleasure. Thank you so very much. A pleasure, I treasure. You're welcome. connect with people on a medium like this where you don't see the person or you're not in front of them but the connection is made still is a powerful thing and when i think of this platform this apparatus this brand that angel has created it really takes me to another place because it's amazing to see how he has connected himself with others in the journey that he has taken and it's all because He decided to create a podcast to reach out to people and have as many conversations as he can in a short amount of time. The word says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. So as we talked about his walk with Jesus, I was really struck by all of how his purpose and his legacy is tied to this particular brand. He really wants to leave an impact in the world. And how can you lampoon that? How can you make light of that? You can't. You only want to help that person further. And so I hope this vehicle, Revelations, is yet another way that I could help propel his brand and his legacy forward. Many thanks to Angel for his appearance on this show, and you can catch his program, 12-Minute Convos, on all major podcast directories and the show notes. For changing the world one conversation at a time, I'm Cole Johnson, and this has been Revelations. Revelations.
For more on Revelations, go to Pippa, spelled P-I-P-P-A, dot I-O, and all podcast directories. Music by Lakey Inspired.